Seahawks. Go, 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 go. Let's go, 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 White Sox. Chicago is proud of This is White Sox Weekly. The Chicago Baseball Conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox. 720 WGN. Good afternoon, 720 WGN White Sox Weekly. The beat with you till 6.30. Blackhawks hockey coming up. want to thank my Uber driver, John, who just did a phenomenal job in escorting me to the building today, Harry. Great to see you, buddy. Hey, it's great to see you. You look all dialed up from your uh, Northwestern halftime show. Big win for the Wildcats. Ready to talk some uh, White Sox Weekly here. we got Farmio. We've got Tim Anderson. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Tim Anderson spending his offseason in Chicago. The White Sox shortstop with the 20-plus stolen bases with the 20-plus homers. He will be with us after 435. Or at 4035, I should say, and uh, Ed Farmer, Farmio, will be with us in about five minutes or so. Uh, but before we get deep, dark, and dirty with the White Sox, let's just give congratulations to the Northwestern Woo-hoo! Wildcats. Huge win today, beating Wisconsin, a banged-up Wisconsin team, missing their quarterback and missing some defensive players, but hey, the Wildcats hey, were awesome. Yeah, everybody's dealing with injuries. Wildcats were awesome. You could make a case that Wisconsin has the best running back in the country. You would be correct on that case. I okay, mean, every game he gets 100 yards. He had two games this year for over 200 yards. And the White Sox, sorry, the White Sox, think about the Sox, the Wildcats just stuffed him. They just stuffed him today. They took advantage of turnovers. They created turnovers. They took advantage of penalties. And Clayton Thorson, for a guy that had two picks, I thought he played fantastic. Three picks, actually. Oh, it's, right, you're right. The third pick. One plus two is three and something like that. I was not at Kansas the day they taught math. Yeah, Bennett Skoranek, one of the Wildcats uh, wide receivers, uh, outstanding player, junior, is going to be with us at 510 today on the program. So uh, Big we'll, catch for him. To help turn the game around. Yep. Uh, I didn't. That was an interesting play where it was reviewed, if you missed the game, where he caught it. He was kind of cradling it with one arm. I think it was against his helmet or against his shoulder. It's against his shoulder, and the tip of the football hit the turf. And the football hit the turf, but the ball did not move. Bottom line, a big win for Northwestern, who uh, now is in position to play Notre Dame next week. We will be out there uh, for some pregame action, I believe is the case. And then... Uh, as far as the Big Ten race goes, they got to go to Iowa and uh, beat the Hawkeyes, and then they could actually play in the Big Ten championship game. There's some other games, too. they got to beat Illinois, and there's a Minnesota. Ooh, ooh. Let's not worry about that. All right, um, so Farmio's coming up here. Become a member, an official member, I should say, of the White Sox today by joining the free WhiteSox.com blacklist. You get the breaking news. You get the latest videos, you get special ticket offers, and more delivered right to your inbox. Visit whitesocks.com slash blacklist to register today. Quick uh, note, Harry, want to wish a happy birthday uh, to the amazing Chase, who turned six today. I witnessed a six-year-old birthday party. They were playing dodgeball. It was the most violent thing I've ever witnessed. Uh, I was afraid for every single kid out there, but they seemed to survive just uh, peachily. So so happy birthday to Chase. Peachily, now officially a word. White Sox fans, Sox Fest 2019 hotel packages are now available. This is the only way to receive passes for a weekend of White Sox baseball that you really 
won't want to miss. We hope to see you there at the Hilton Chicago, January 25th through the 27th. All your favorite players are going to be there. Hotel packages are available right now at WhiteSox.com slash SoxFest. Farmio is coming up right after this quick timeout. The White Sox did make some news today with three of their players. We'll tell you what that was coming on back here. 720 WGN. You know, that was Mark Carmen on the uh, update of scoring. Yeah. He wants to hug you twice. There's Tim Anderson that's in there for strike one. I'll allow it. He's very happy. He's smiling right now in the GN Studios downtown Chicago. It's definitely one of the highlights from the season right there. Harry, get a hug. Get a Farmio. Hello. Hi, Ed. <laughs> we miss you. What are you guys up to? No good. Yeah, that, uh, I, I already enforced that by thinking. <laughs> it's a, it is the weekend. It is time when you think. Ed Farmer, of course, is the voice of the Chicago White Sox. You can catch him for 162 fun-filled games. Fermio, maybe uh, you did something special yesterday to celebrate uh, what seems like just a couple years ago, but it's been 13 years since the White Sox won their World Series. How long does it feel to you since they played that series? Well, yesterday it felt like it was the day before when I watched the Dodgers and Red Sox play for, I don't know, six hours? Seven and a half, yeah. Seven and a half, yeah. I watched the whole game and uh, went to bed, I think, about, uh, it was 2.30 Chicago time. I know that. So you were the guy that was up, Farmio. Shouldn't they? was the one, yes. Shouldn't they start these games earlier? What about the kids? It's the World oh. Series. Come on. I was thinking maybe 8.30 in the morning for that one yesterday. Carm, they started that game at 7 o'clock. That's, that's you know, I, I, yeah. I share Pat Foley's angst for when they start a Blackhawks game at like 9 o'clock or, you know, something like that. But I thought <laughs> last night just happened to be one of those games that didn't end, and I thought Joey's little brother, Alex Cora, blew it. He should have walked Puig, right? I, well, I, you know, he's a dangerous guy. That doesn't mean he's going to hit. But you, you pick your spots to go. Uh, I mean, once he hits a home run the opposite way, uh, by the way, Bueller was great yesterday also. I mean, he wasn't just good. He was sensational. started for the Dodgers. <laughs> I like his glove, too. He's wearing that A2000 Wilson blue at Massa uniform. I'll tell you what, he's got a great arm. Yeah, he's he's pretty special. So, one memory, your favorite memory of the White Sox World Series run? Well, for my daughter to be with me and uh, to be in the parade with everybody there, uh, those certainly are paramount in my thinking. But that day that that we went 14 with Blum, I think it was 14 innings, Blum hitting the home run, and me going down after he does that, and he's walking into the, he's walking up the ramp into the clubhouse, and I've got to get there's my post game guest, and he goes, "Hey, Farmio, can you believe I hit a home run?" I go, Thank God, somebody did. Please. <laughs> we got back to the hotel. I think it was three thirty in the morning, and my daughter entered the door. And uh, the last thing I remember, she pushed me head first onto the bed. Two king size beds in a row. Pushed me head first, covered me over, and I woke up about five and a half hours later. I was still in my suit with my tie on. That's exactly how you should have been right at that moment, Farmer. No need to change. Just enjoy the moment. No, no. It was over. I laid out, and that was it. And uh, the other thing I always remember, I always have this with me. Uh, the Bush family is very close, uh, especially uh, W. But uh, H took me around the United Nations when I was an 18-year-old boy. 
and had me sit in that Khrushchev desk where he took his shoe off, started pounding it. And he was sitting with Barbara, his lovely wife, about 20 feet away from me in the tunnel going at Minute Maid Park. And I wanted to go over and say hello to him. And the game ended uh, on a chopper over the mound. I think it was a Palmero hit the chopper over the mound. Uribe came in, and Bobby Jenks got the save as we threw him out. We were champs of baseball. But I always regret not going over and saying hello to President 41 because 43 and I have been friends for a long time as well. White Sox radio announcer Ed Farmer with us here on White Sox Weekly because, uh, I mean, I, Farmer, would you say you, you miss us? I mean, how does this? Jeez. I mean, it's been a, it's been a minute now, and, and we haven't seen each other. I know you're out in California, so we're separated by distance here, and, and you know, we have only 80 here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, yeah. You, you know that WGN's also the home of the Northwestern Wildcats, Farmio, and there's this team that's going. Yeah, next. The Irish coming. How do you feel about Northwestern just whipping the Irish next Saturday? I think Fitzgerald does a great job. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I think he's a great coach. Um, we're playing you guys. Notre Dame is playing you in Evanston next weekend. But we've got the Navy today down in San Diego. It's one of our. That's one of Notre Dame's away games today. Actually, it's a home game. Like I think they call it the Shamrock Series. But uh, you can run into some problems with the Navy and running that their offense. They're probably going to lose one or two linemen on the defensive side of the ball. But hopefully that won't be the case. But they obviously play great football uh, the whole season. I look for them to win, but I know it's going to be a tough battle today with the Navy midshipmen. Now, if Navy has a great team one season, do you guys have to take them off your schedule? No, those schedules are very, I made them five or ten years in advance. Uh-huh. We always play. We always play Navy. Because when Notre Dame, in the 40s, Notre Dame was struggling with getting students in uh, and paying tuition. And what happened, uh, the way that I've heard it is the Navy sent their officer candidates to Notre Dame, paid the bills when people couldn't afford to pay the bills, and kept Notre Dame in business. That's one of the things. Michigan, on the other hand, sent us the plans to football stadium and taught Notre Dame how to play football, how to make money at it. So that, those are the two schools that... Uh, you know, you, you look forward to have them playing because the what they've done to keep Notre Dame in business makes it what it is today. Hey, Farmio, we're going to talk to Tim Anderson at the uh, bottom of the hour here. Did anybody on the White Sox in 2018 grow more than Timmy did? I don't think so. Not uh, because he was the guy who started the season that very rarely made that backhand to his right. And uh, a throw that was, uh, if he did make it, his throws were not always on the money. He turned in, it was a metamorphosis. He started controlling the game. I mean, it wasn't like he was just making plays. He was controlling the game with his glove as well as his bat. And that's just the tip of the iceberg for this guy. I think Kenny Williams in the front office did a marvelous job by drafting him. I'm not saying he's a finished product, but he's showing you signs that he's going to be one of the top baseball players in baseball in the near future. If you can team him with Mancata at second base, could be a pretty good duo for years to come. Fermio, for a team that had trouble catching the baseball, Adam Angle was a breath of fresh air. He is one of the three yeah. finalists for the Gold Glove in center field. I believe that Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, but I also believe Angle had a better defensive season. Does he have any? Because like Musina won the Gold Glove a couple times, and they just kept giving it to him every year without even looking at anybody else. Angle have any chance to win the Gold Glove? 
I think he's got a chance because the writers uh, in Anaheim and the writer in Los Angeles, the writers in Chicago, remember, we're split with the Cubs and the White Sox. There's guys that work both beats. Uh, come to the Cup game in the afternoon, maybe the White Sox game that night. But the voting group, I think they always side with the guy who's got it. And he basically has to fall on his face. Angle was over the, he was over the wall. I thought we were going to sell him a ticket sometimes. <laughs> Some of the plays he made right center field. And also over the wall in center field. He was great. And the kid at second base, I mean, he's just a gold glove. He's waiting to happen. Mancati, he does things that it makes it look effortless. That's what he, Angle, and also Anderson are now doing. They make it look like it's routine. And that plays far from being routine. Farmio, uh, before we get out of here, what, what are you doing this offseason? What, what's, what's a daily activity look like? How's the golf game? We out, we getting out there? No, we're not out there yet. January, uh, I just got home. Um, what am I doing? Um, not much. Just going to the health club, working out, doing. I did 180 sit ups yesterday. So wow, today I didn't do a sit up. Tomorrow I'll do some sit ups. I, I do it like five or six times a week. I'm trying to get back to 250. Each time I do them, so I'm, I'm closing in on 200. Hey, Fermio, uh, I think Manny Machado's a dirty player. I I know that Aguiar agrees with me. Uh, do you have a problem with him stealing signs? Stealing signs? I don't think that that's no, bad. I don't. No, the people have been stealing signs. I mean, in Cleveland, we had a guy sitting in center field, <laughs> and uh, nobody was sitting in center field. He was sitting there next to an exit, and when they had that white sock on, you know, that sanitary sock was under the game sock, and I didn't know what was going on. I see this guy out there, and I, he's got his sock on, and I'm wondering, where's his shoe? And he's in center field. We're down the line. He was stealing signs. It didn't work for us in Cleveland either, but he would tell you when there was a breaking ball or a fastball coming. But people have been stealing signs over the years. It's almost like a right of passage. You can steal them and they can't catch you. That's even better. I used to tell the guys, I told the catcher, I gave up seven straight hits one time. Told the catcher, called about Glenn Bummer. I said, tell him what's coming. He goes, it can't get any worse. I said, no, it can't. They won't believe you. We'll trick him. So he's told them what was coming. I got the side out and up in order in the next three innings. <laughs> See? They didn't believe him. Yeah, little, little tricks of the mind. These things uh, can can work uh, at times. I, I love the Glenn Plummer I'll reference. Quick one. I'll give you a quick one. Okay. I told this before. One of my dear friends, Larry Boa played behind me when I was in Philadelphia uh, the first time. I went there twice. So now he's with the Cubs. We're playing at Veterans Stadium and with the shadows creeping over the roof behind the whole plate an afternoon game, about the 8th or ninth inning, you couldn't see real good. So I got bow up with the tying run at third, the go-ahead run at second uh, in the 8th inning. And uh, Boa was up in the count three and two. And I squint. I squint looking for the sign. And Boa knew that, well, I assumed he was thinking along with me. I just squinted. I went, oh, okay. And I threw my fastball down the middle to strike him out. And he was very upset. I went flying. The gloves went flying. The bat went flying. He goes, you cheated. As I was walking into the first base dugout. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you squinted. I said, I'm not allowed to do that. He goes, no, when you squint, you throw a breaking ball. I said, oh, I must have <laughs> got that. I didn't know that was etched in stone. <laughs> Because you know what you were doing. You tricked me. I said, hang with him. And he was so upset. One of my dear friends to this day, I always start with, how's that squinting go whenever I talk to him? Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, please. Please. Far- 
Farmio, uh, I, I want to call you after the Wildcats uh, beat Notre Dame next Saturday night. Will you answer? I always answer. See, there you go. A, I always answer. They're going to play 60 minutes of football. I know that at Northwestern. They do that every Saturday for Fitzgerald. He's a wonderful coach. Yeah, it'll be a great one. Hey, good to hear your voice. We're bringing on. A band. I hope we're bringing a band. Oh, I bet you are. That. I bet you are. I'm, I'm surprised you're not starting out by touchdown Jesus and marching with them from South Bend to Evanston. Yeah, that's how we're going. We're going to walk. We're walking from South Bend. Enjoy the offseason, Farmer. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys. Thanks so much. God bless. Our pleasure. Bye-bye. Thanks for it. Good to talk to you. Ed Farmer out enjoying his offseason in California. Quick timeout, Tim Anderson, right after the 430 news on 720 WGN. Deep drive, left center field. Angle slides in the second. He needs to keep running. This one to the fence and gone. Anderson knew he hit it there, and he flipped the bat and started jogging a two-run homer. How about that? The 2-1 pitch. Line drive, backhanded by Anderson in the left field. The long throw on the money. <laughs> Not only does he hit the two-run home run, he ends the game with a spectacular play at short. Tim A. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Farmio and DJ on the call right here on 720 WGN. Your home for White Sox baseball. Tim Anderson joins us now, Harry Tynowitz. T.A., when you hear that, you get a little emotional. You miss baseball. What goes through the old mind? Oh, man, I get excited. I get excited to hear that. Uh, you know, just just pumped and, uh, you know, missing it a little bit. And, uh, you know, excited for next year. Of the seven and a half hours of World Series Game 3 that was on TV last night, how many minutes did you watch? Uh, none. I didn't watch <laughs> I didn't watch it, man. I just tried, you know, try to stay away from it and, uh, you know, spend most of my time with my family. That's, that's what's really important. You've been uh, pretty busy this offseason, judging by... Uh... The White Sox Twitter here, you donated uh, $10,000 last month, and you're giving haircuts out, uh, and you're hanging out around Chicago, 100 local youth and uh, over in the Brownsville neighborhood. And, and I'm, how was your, your cutting skills, Timmy? Did you actually get in there and, and do some clipping? Uh, no, I did it. I did it, but, uh, you know, I got to hang around with the kids and, you know, kind of hear their stories and, uh, you know, got to meet a lot of barbers, and uh, we had a good time. What? Why is real good. why is it so important to you to give back to the community? Oh, uh, because man, I've, I've been there, you know, I, and and I kind of know what it's like, you know, not having and 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 going to having, and and it's kind of easy to give back because uh, some of the things that the kids are going through is is it's kind of you know kind of what I went through, so I get it and I understand it. That's awesome. Um, I, a lot of teams over the years have had a unofficial barber, one of the players or coaches. I remember when I was a kid, Lee Lacey was a team barber. Um, do you guys have an official or unofficial barber? Uh, yes, we do have a team barber. Uh, his name is Mamin, but uh, you know he does a good job and uh, you know take care of the guys real good. Timmy, uh, you're you're uh, doing something else coming up here around Thanksgiving. I know you want to talk about today. Turkey donation drive for uh, mm-hmm. Anderson's League of Leaders uh, back in Alabama. W- what do you got going on? Uh, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna pass out some turkeys to some families and uh, you know, families that really need it, and uh, you know, but we're gonna deliver them. Is 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 uh, you know, kind of what makes it real special, and and kind of you know, let them meet me and uh. 
meet my faith and actually be hands-on with it. So, you know what, that's what, you know, makes it so special to us because, you know, we get to be hands-on with things that we do. It's, uh, again, that's fantastic. I mean, there's uh, a lot of guys do it, but a lot of guys forget. A lot of guys get there yeah. and they, you know, and, and I, I don't fault the guys that write a check either because, you know, it's it's great to give. But the people that get physically yeah. involved and because kids remember that, don't you think? They're 20, 30 years yeah. later, they remember that. Yeah, uh, it's easy to send a check. Uh, so, you know, that, that's kind of what we try to stay away from and kind of, you know, go out and, and, and actually you know, touch them and, and give them the love and the support that they need and, you know, show them that we're there for them. Let, let's do a, a new segment on the show right now, Timmy. Uh, let, let's do the, what, what I'm going to call the report card. And uh, you're going to grade yourself. Uh, Tim Anderson at the plate in 2018. Uh, I'm going to give myself a, you know, a C plus. C plus, you know, close to the, uh, you know, it was, it was a learning experience and, uh, you know, things things went, went how I wanted them to go, and, and sometimes they didn't. But, uh, you know, it's part of, part of growing, and, uh, you know, I learned from it. And, uh, you know, but, but on the positive side, you know, it, it, it went good. You know, ended up with 20 home runs. Yep. So that's, that's a plus. I was going to say. I was there. I think it's a little bit of a hard grade to see plus. They're 240 to the batting average, 20 homers, 28 doubles, uh, drove in 64. What do what you, Tim Anderson, in the field in 2018? Uh, uh, it, it, it was great. You know, uh, you know, I did a lot of growing and a lot of learning and put in a lot of work and, uh, you know, a lot of credit to Joe, man. He, you know, he really got in and, and worked and, and improvement. And, uh, you know, it showed, it showed. And, uh, you know, I'm just so excited to keep moving forward about it. What grade? Uh, I'm going to give it a B, B plus. Uh, not, not, Another hard B, grade. B, B plus, you know, B plus, uh, it, it's more there. It's more there, you know. I know what to expect myself, so it's more there, and uh, you know, man, I'm just excited and, and uh, you know, pumped about the player that I'm becoming. Well, I tell you what, uh, a lot of players have forgotten is the lost art of stealing bases. Where do you give your What do you give yourself as a base runner? Uh, I'm gonna give myself an A. I feel like that I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a smart base runner on the base path. Uh, you know, I kind of know when to pick and choose the run and uh you know know when to be aggressive and take the extra base so uh i'll give myself an a on that 26 dolan bases uh on the year it was it was, it was outstanding watching you on the base best to me it seemed like it seems like you i don't know it just seemed like your feel for for when to go got even better this year is that fair yeah yeah man things are coming things are coming and uh you know kind of put them together and uh kind of becoming more of a baseball player and and, and and man, the last two years I've just been learning and learning a lot of things and figuring out a lot of things, and you know things been going well and and kind of not becoming easy, but you know I'm I'm picking up on them easier than I was. How, how would you size up your your double play partner Yoan Moncada and and his season and just like being around him every day and ha- him kind of sort of handling the roller coaster of playing a first full year uh, next to you? Oh uh, man, he went through something that I kind of went through last year uh, on the field and. Uh, you know, but 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 he's he's you know heck of a player, a lot of talent, and uh, is there. He's gonna be something special, and you know I'm just excited to be on the other side of him. And uh, you know his bat's gonna come along, 
I'm going to look at this list next year for the three finalists. Will I see Tim Anderson's name on it? Uh, it's possible, and it's possible. Uh, you know, I just got to continue to work and keep improving. And, uh, you know, I know I know what, I, what I'm supposed to do and what I have to do to, to get there. But, uh, you know, it's possible. It's possible, yeah. They were uh, giving Manny Machado a hard time because he stole a sign in uh, Game 2 of the World Series. I would imagine it's easiest for middle infielders to steal signs, but I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, to steal a sign. W- where do you come in on that argument? Uh, I think it has pros and cons. You know, uh, some people see it different, and uh, I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, I mean, they're, they're putting it out there and giving it to you, so why not receive it? And, uh, you know, but... You know, it, people have different opinions, and you know, but I, I don't see anything wrong with it at all. White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson with us for a couple more moments here on 720 WGN. It's White Sox Weekly. Mark Harmon and Harry Tynowitz with you. Uh, what What does the rest of the offseason look like as far as, you know, getting yourself ready for 2019? Oh, man, just, you know, spending most of my time with my family right now before I get started back up for, for workouts and, uh, you know, just just really – Really taking that time out and, 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 and using it and, uh, you know, start back start back to work and get back to working out pretty soon and, and just make sure the body's in the best shape ever to get back get back to work. Uh, my body was in the best shape ever when I was born. I don't think it's gone in, <laughs> in, in the other direction since then. Um, next Saturday, Saturday night action from Baton Rouge, number one, Bama, number four, LSU. Who do you like in that game, Tim? <laughs> I think you already know the answer. Uh, I'm a roll tide. Uh, Alabama for sure. LSU's awfully tough at home, especially on a Saturday night. Wearing the white unis. Uh, no worries. No worries. We have no worries. Who makes more money, <laughs> White Sox players or Alabama players? Oh! <laughs> That's a tough one to answer. <laughs> That's a tough one to answer. Yeah. I, <laughs> similar payrolls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim, you got a uh, any, anything surprise you from the baseball playoffs? The Red Sox getting through, Houston going out in five games, the Dodgers being there. I, I don't know how much you're paying attention. Uh, to be honest, I really haven't been paying attention. Uh, I probably haven't. I haven't watched a full game uh, of the series that that's been going on. So I'm kind of kind of staying away from it and. And, and and watching something else. All right, you, you'll pay more attention when you're playing it in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it when I'm playing it. Yeah, there we go. All right. Hey, Timmy, always great to talk to you. Great to catch up. And uh, what you're doing as far as uh, in Chicago with uh, donating money and, and doing the cuts in the neighborhood—that's awesome. And what you're doing back home at Thanksgiving is sweet. Uh, you're 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 awesome, man. We're we're seeing you, it's, it, and it's great to talk to you and appreciate what you're doing. All right, I thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's, it's always our a pleasure. pleasure. Tim Anderson, good old uh, number seven. You know, Harry, there's just some people in life that uh, do a lot, do a little bit more than others. Timmy's one of those guys. He gets it. 
he gets it. And again, I have, I mean, I have no problem with guys that write a check because a lot of guys don't do that. Guys that write a check, that, that check helps so significantly, you know, for all these charities. And we should point out that the White Sox charities, um, they, they raise so much money and they give to multiple charities across uh, Chicagoland. But Tim Anderson's one of those guys who, who needs to do more. He said he wants to stay away from writing the check. He wants to write the check and give his time and meet the kids face-to-face. I, I remember when I was a kid, I met Billy Williams. And it sticks with me to this day, Carm. So, I mean, T.A. gets it. And um, the Sox might not be in first place in the standings, but uh, if you looked at what they're doing for the community, it'd be hard to find a team that's ahead of the White Sox. Let's uh, let's take a quick time out. We'll update you on the White Sox news of the week. That is next on 720 WGN. Visit the White Sox pop-up shop at Orland Square Mall right now through January 15th, conveniently located next to the Apple Store. Fans can shop stadium exclusives and special promotions throughout the holidays and off-season. For more information and promotion schedule, follow the at White Sox store on Instagram. Thanks again to Tim Anderson for joining us on White Sox Weekly. Thanks, Ted Farmer, as well, who was with us around 4.15 today. If you're just checking in on 720 WGN, you can bring a group out for a game in 2019 and receive specially priced ticketing along with a great experience. The White Sox have options for school outings, nonprofit organizations, and special occasions. Call 312-674-1000 for information. And let's do our text question of the show, which is sponsored by C.J. Wilson Mazda and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Here, I got one here. I asked Farmio, like, who grew the most mm-hmm. on the White Sox this year? He said Tim Anderson. We just had him on. Who else would you say made the biggest leap in 2018? And you can add on a Harry question if you'd like. Have one on the tip of your tongue, too. Well, you know, I mean, I, a guy who I thought really had a fantastic season is Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith went from being, oh, he's a minor leaguer to this guy could be a number one catcher. And I look at te- like the, the Dodgers would be such a better team. The Dodgers would be such a the better Dodgers. team if Kevin Smith were their starting catcher. So, you know, I saw some awfully good things coming out of the um, bullpen. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off the board here with the Kevin Smith, 36. That is, that is most definitely off the board. Good for you. I, I was going to uh, reference my guy, Daniel Palka. I knew you would. So I appreciate you leaving that for me. Uh, thank you very much. The, the White Sox did make news this week. Three players uh, have been given their release. Uh, the White Sox could, in theory, bring them back, but those three players are Danny Farquhar, who, of course, uh, had the brain aneurysm, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully he'll be able to come back and play baseball for someone that'd be sweet. Uh, Ryan Lamar and Rob Scahill, the White Sox outrighting uh, the three of them to Triple A Charlotte. All three are going to become minor league free agents uh, after the World Series. And uh, Rick Hahn's comments was uh, today's transactions, quote, provide us with roster flexibility as we head into the offseason. We do plan to continue to stay in touch with these players and their representatives over the coming months to see if it makes sense for any of them to remain with our organization as we head into the 2019 season. So the door not closed for any of the three. I, I enjoyed my Ryan Lamar time this season. Me too. A kid from Michigan who clubbed his first homer in Detroit. And uh, again, uh, his un- 
uncle, you know, going like a madman trying to come up with the baseball. Uh, a good dude, a good player. Sox do have a lot of young outfielders, and, and there's potential everywhere. And that's not even mentioning, like, you know, Jimenez, who could be, you know, a 10-year all-star starter. But just the guys that came up late in the year, you know, I saw a lot of good things. At Carm, my question doesn't have to be a web poll question, but just for you, as you look back on the 2005 World Series run, what is the greatest moment? Is it is it the um, the final out? Is it the Canerco Grand Slam? The Pesednik Homer? Is it AJ creating um, AJ being AJ? Uh, for me, it's it's uh, El Duque, you know, coming out of the uh, bullpen at Fenway, nobody out, bases loaded, and getting um, uh, you know uh, Graffinino, Veritek, and uh, Johnny Damon to get out of that hocus pocus inning. That was incredible, and you knew it at that moment that okay, if you're pulling, if you're getting out of that jam, this could be something special. And of course, it turned out to be exactly that. So that was a great one. Orlando Hernandez. I, I would probably pick the Canerco Grand Slam because I was there, and I've never heard at the time. I think it was U.S. Cellular Field. Uh, I've never heard a shake like that. That was unbelievable. Who, it was like who were you there? Were you there with the honey? Uh no, I was there by myself. I was I was working hard, Harry. I was serving the fans beverages in a vending capacity, which uh, is the only profession that I've ever worked in where I did reach the pinnacle, and uh, was a, you know in a CEO role as a beer vendor, rising up from cotton candy. Uh, the White Sox Newborn Club is the perfect gift for the newest member of your family. The package includes a Southpaw onesie and a hat, a White Sox bib. And a customized White Sox birth certificate. Purchase yours today at whitesox.com slash newborn. We'll uh, get you ready for the beat. Coming up at 5 o'clock, wrap up White Sox Weekly next, 720 WGN.